0: Welcome. Welcome to the Captivate Church Podcast. This is Beginning With God series. We're looking through Mark's Gospel. Today is Mark 4. I'm going to pray and we'll get straight into it. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for this new day and we ask you to help us to be thankful for the things you provide for us. Father, we want to thank you especially for your word today. And again, as we come to it, Father, please use it to change us. We know that change may not be seen so easily by those around us, but Father, you know the change that you're working, you know the work that you're doing in our lives, and so we thank you that you are changing us from one degree of glory to another, as you make us to be more like your Son, Jesus. Father, we ask you of these things, in your Son, Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, Um, Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4. So, hopefully you've been reading along with us. Mark chapter 1, Jesus comes on the scene. Time's fulfilled, kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. In chapter 2, we see opposition. But the opposition, I think, is a way uh, by Mark, he helps us to see that the kingdom of God is for sinners. Um, In chapter 3, we saw that People didn't really know who Jesus was. They didn't. They they saw bits of pieces of bits and pieces of the kingdom of God, but they really didn't know who the King was. And in fact, the demons were the ones who knew better. And so we come to chapter four, and now here, here, uh, as we will see, he begins to speak a bit more uh, about um, the kingdom of God, but but especially to the crowds. Let's see. We're in Mark chapter four. I read again from verse one. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil, and produced grain, growing up and increasing, and yielding thirtyfold, and sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears, let Him here, And when he was alone, those around him, with the twelve, asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive. They may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand the parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Uh, They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said to them, Is a lamp brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? What parable shall we use for it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, it is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling, but he was in the stern That was Mark chapter four. What are some things we observe? Hmm. Um <clears throat> excuse me. I reckon there's a couple of, of things going on here. The the first sort of big section seems to be this parable of the sower. And then we've got um, a couple of things in between. We we, we got um, there seems to be in verse twenty six. You, you see there, the kingdom of God is as if, and then he uses a parable to describe the kingdom of God. He he does something very similar again on uh, in verse thirty. You can see um, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? And so you know he, he uses another parable to describe the kingdom of God. And then he finishes off with Jesus calming the storm. So maybe those are sort of three sections. We got the parable of the sower, and then we got two parables about the kingdom of God, uh, and then it finishes off with the storm. Um, I, I, I won't. I won't spend too much time on the storm because uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested actually just to explore the parables because um, I. I I don't know about you, uh, but I've heard uh, and I thought before um, parables were used like stories or sermon illustrations, you know, they are used to aid clarity. Um, so, you know, just, just like, like in a sermon when uh, Alan or, or, or the elders preach, they say something and then they use an illustration to help us clarify things, um, sort of like a metaphor, right? It's quite interesting. I don't think that's what parables seem to be doing. Parables aren't for clarity. In in, in Jesus' words, it's, it's actually quite interesting. Um, it, it's uh, Parables are used by Christ not for clarity, but for something else. L- look at verse 10. You can see there. Um, and when he was alone... So he's just spoken the parable to the crowd. And when he was alone... Those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he, this is Jesus, and Jesus said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see but not perceive. They may indeed hear but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. That, Is interesting because it seems to be saying here, you can see there, it's not for clarity or for helping everyone understand, it seems to be the opposite. Parables are used by Christ to divide, to make it clear that there is a an insider and an outside, you know, and that's not sort of Jesus. Uh, being one of the mean girls or whatever this is this is judgment this is judgment and salvation language those who hear and accept and those who don't there there's this clear distinction between those who actually receive the gospel and bear fruit and those who don't so it, again like um when was it uh, yesterday when, when we looked at mark three We were saying that the crowds were following Jesus because of all the things that he was doing. Uh, You know, the the disciples were just following him because you know they were called. And then you got uh, these scribes and family members who don't think too much about Jesus uh, or think wrongly about Jesus. It's quite interesting. We we have to be careful when we're reading the Gospels. What and how are the characters being portrayed? Not everyone's positive. Not everyone's, you know, um, yeah, flat characters. The crowds are not always to be trusted because not all of them follow Jesus for the right reasons. There is an inside and an outside to Jesus. There, There is a division. So the, this parable of the sower is quite interesting because it actually communicates that, doesn't it? There are four seeds and each of the seeds are the word as Jesus he describes uh, in verse 14 the sower sows the word and then you've got different ways that people react so it's the same word right it's the same word it's the same gospel it's going out in the same way and yet four different groups of people receive it differently there's an inside there's an outside some people hear it and bear fruit. And grow in abundance. Like the fourth seed. Others are like the, the other three seeds. They may even have. Um, you know. Initial signs of growth. Like the seeds that were on. Uh, sowed among the thorns. Or in shallow soil. But in the end. It, it, it doesn't come to fruit. Um, nothing happens. They, they all die away. So. It's quite interesting, because I think the... I'm saying the word interesting a lot, because it really is. Like, um, this parable of the sower in Mark's gospel seems to be the parable of parables. It it seems to be the first thing, the first parable that's explained by Jesus to help understand all the other parables that are about to come out. The reason why he said that is not just because of... Um, jesus here explaining the parable uh, with such depth from verses 10 to 20 of chapter 4 but also have a look at chapter 13 uh, sorry verse 13 and he said to them do you not understand this parable how then will you understand all the parables plural there so jesus is saying look If you don't understand this initial one, then you have no chance with understanding all the other ones. Now, why is that the case? Well, as we said, this parable is trying to show that there's an inside and there's an outside. Um, To the disciples, things are explained. In fact, secrets of the kingdom of God are explained to his disciples, but not to everybody else. So, this parable is is not just you know a, a nice little story that that helps us consider oh which of the four seeds are we? It's actually it, it's it it's a very very big statement of judgment and salvation. It, it it gets it gets me at least to to think about have how do I listen? How do I listen to the word of God? Um, I think that's the, that's worth exploring because. Um, with with the parables that Jesus then uses going on he speaks about the kingdom of God and and when we see these parables sometimes they're like oh I sort of get what they're trying to say at other points it's just like what like why are you talking about why are you talking about seeds again is this related to the four seeds or how is this seed different and and then there's a mustard seed like what's going on you know it it, I think we need to sorry for me it's it's causing me to think about how I listen yeah that that that's that's what this passage is, is really getting me to do how do i listen um i I don't know you like let's let's have a i'm trying to think because um my my sort of disposition normal disposition and and in fact part of my you know employment if you will is to speak <laughs> but um. in fact, when I think about it, I think a lot of what I do is, is also just listening to, to things. Now, that's just a job. When I think about my Christian life, Jesus, here seems to be saying, a way you know that you're a disciple or not is how you're listening. Um, oh, it just reminded me, you know, in chapter 4, weren't there bits, uh, in verse 9, he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. It comes out again. Where is it? Oh, gosh. Or maybe. No, I'm quite sure I saw it again. Yes, yes. Verse 23. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. So, I really do think Jesus is using the parable of the sower as the parable among parables to help us think about listening. Help us think about what we're hearing. It's 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 as if how we listen to God's word is a way of us seeing how we're going in our Christian life. Because that's the division, right? Inside and outside. So, um, I mean, have a think about how you, how do you hear? How do you, how are you going in listening? It, it's quite interesting. Yeah, gosh, I feel like interesting is my, you know, the word that I use, like people use the word good. Um, it's fascinating <laughs> or thought provoking. When I think about my Christian life or again, I'm chatting with my about my Christian life to, to people that captivate or outside. We we speak a lot in terms of the the activities that we do, that we take initiative of. Oh, how's my Bible reading? Oh, how's my prayer life? You know, oh, how I was serving? It's fascinating that listening is not part of that conversation, or, or naturally, naturally, it, it, it's not, but maybe it, it needs to be. Um, how am I going in listening to God? Uh, how, uh, yeah, that says stuff about attitude. You know, what is my attitude when I'm listening to God? Am I listening as someone who wants to be changed? Like, you know, when you're having a conversation with someone, um, yeah, some conversations, you know, okay, the other person uh, is just trying to tell me what they want to say. They're not really listening. Yeah, they're nodding and they're saying, yep, yep, yep. Uh, but they're actually not listening. And so they're not actually willing to change. Like, um, yeah, I've been in conversations where, they usually start their response by saying no or, but wait, you know, that's when you know, okay, well, this guy has has no real uh, willingness to, to listen to, to me. I'm thinking, oh, do I treat God like that? Like when, when I hear God's word, it's my response. No, 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 but, 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 or, or you know, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but, but like, as if, i'm you know like i don't want to listen to what is saying or sometimes i was like oh yeah yeah i understand what you're saying okay sweet hey by the way can we speak about the weather you know sort of it goes through one ear and then out the other very very quickly like i'm just trying to think what is our attitude to listening to god's word are we willing to change you know a, a humble and a contrite heart is what god seeks that's what god values what yeah um, I I think I want to pray more that I can be of an attitude of listening I yeah I think when we speak too much you know it's quite ironic it's a podcast and for the past 20 minutes you've been hearing my voice but um, when when we're speaking we are unable really to be at a place of change, it's hard. Maybe we need. Oh, sorry, the Bible tells us we need to be more open to God's word to to listen. Let's think about it. Just um, for me, I am going to think about sermon during the sermon. How do we go in listening? Um, I've I've chosen that to reflect on myself because sometimes you know it's it's one of those. Um, what do you call it, uh, just bad habits that sometimes I have on Sundays is, you know, part of what what I do as a pastor is to think about, okay, how can we best love the congregation? And so sometimes I'm listening to the sermon not as a child of God, but as an employee of Captivate, like if you know what I mean, just trying to think, oh, okay, did that work? And okay, well, that was said. How will this person think? What's the best way? Rather than saying, God, change me. You know, that, yeah. So, I think a lot of it has to do with attitude, right? A lot of it has to do with what's what's our attitude when we come to God's Word on a Sunday, when we're hearing God's Word. What's my posture? Am I there to be entertained? Or am I there to hear the words of the one who saved me? Surely it has to be the latter. Surely it has to be the latter because that's the... Attitude that befits someone who wants to live a life with God at the very center. That's what it means to be part of God's kingdom. Not active and going forward, but on our knees beside Jesus with our hearts and minds open, willing to be changed, desiring to hear our Master and our Father. Now, what does that look like? Actually, you know what? I'm really encouraged, and, and, and I saw this, and I won't say who. I keep on seeing um and let me say a, a huge shout out to, to to our women who I think do this so well. They take out their journals and their Bibles and they write That is so encouraging like i was <clears throat> i was I was sitting next to someone at the very very back a couple of weeks ago um three girls were sitting next to me, and they were all writing, listening, thinking. About the text, they were they were showing an active uh, disposition to learn, to be changed. They were, you know, they were writing things, they were highlighting things. You know, it, it's it's such a it's it's such an encouragement because that is an attitude of humble listening. Like they want to be changed. I think that's a huge uh, model and, and challenge for for all of us. What what is our attitude? god's word on a sunday are we there to be entertained or are we there to be changed to hear the word of our father who loves us i think that's what uh this this parable is helping me to see um i hope it was yeah helpful for you as we think about how to listen and how to be uh, growing in our christian lives um i think that's something we can pray for a desire to listen well i'm going to pray and then i'll let you go about the rest of your day let's pray dear god we thank you for your word and we ask you would help us to listen help us to be humble help us to come to you with an eagerness to be changed father we are sorry for those times when we have sought not to listen and to be changed but to speak and to be stubborn and to try and change what the Bible's trying to say to me father help us to rather be open to be rebuked to be challenged to be trained to be taught to be pushed to be compelled to live a life worthy of our calling as christians Father, we thank you that you speak to us, that we are not on the outside, but that you have brought us in by your blood. Help us to find great joy in knowing that you have called us. Uh, Please be with us for the rest of our day. Help us to love and to speak the gospel, but more importantly, to listen to your word. And in Jesus' name, amen. Well, that was Mark 4. Um, That was really, really helpful for me so yeah thank you for 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 listening um, and for reading along again any questions you have or any thoughts you have please please do let me know Um, always open for feedback well until mark 5 tomorrow I'll see you around